We are live. What is going on, people? This is your guy, Jerry Thomas Jr., and welcome to Transformed and Renewed. Hope you're excited about tonight. Got a great topic for you, and I hope that you are doing pretty good today. I want to just share a couple of thoughts with you as it relates to should we be rewarded for the things that we are commanded to do and to give more context around this topic instead of you know most people thinking it's commanded but think of it in terms of things that you are required to do so to speak you know should we be rewarded for those things and i think sometimes we may feel oh if i'm putting in a certain amount of effort or time then I should be compensated this type of reward that I think of. Or you may feel that what somebody else does compared to what you do, you feel like you should be more than compensated for it. And I can give you many different examples, whether it's uh, just doing things around the house or you know even on your job. You may feel like, hey, if I am putting in the extra effort, I should get a big fat bonus and you know I'm not sure what the circumstances may be but I just want to show you in the Bible where it talks about how we should have our posture when it comes to this and again I won't hold you long but I just want I I thought it would be fitting to share some thoughts with you about this and so we are going to jump right into it and if you're just not tuning in make sure you leave some comments as we Um, go through this discussion because I would like to get your feedback but we are going to be starting in Luke 17 and we're going to start in verse 6 and I'm reading from New King James Version and if you don't have a Bible then this is one that I have so I am not reading from anything other than it so in Luke uh, chapter 17 verse 6 it reads so the Lord said if you have faith, the side, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. And which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep will say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and sit down to eat? But will he not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk and afterward you will eat and drink does he think does he think that servant because he did the things that were commanded him I think not so likewise you when you have done all those things which you are commanded Say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. So from this scripture, it's a lot that you can take away, but I want to start, you know, we, I know most of us know the scripture, you know, that I just read in verse six that says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and it will be planted in the seed. Now, I've heard many people quote that, and some even go up to a wall or even to a person and say, I command you to be moved. 
And unfortunately, that doesn't happen the way they planned it because you have to really understand and apply scripture in its proper context. Now, I'm not saying that you couldn't go up to an object and say, be moved in it, wouldn't move, but you also have to have that dialogue with the Holy Spirit to check with him to see if that is in alignment with the word and for you to do. But in this one, what really caught me was going into verse seven that talks about, um, it says, which one of you having a servant? So when it says servant, it means that you have um, essentially, I'm not gonna say ownership over a person, but you have certain rights to a person to where they are serving you. And so whatever you tell them to do, they are to do it. Now this is in verse seven, when you say to him, when he has come in from the field, meaning that once he has finished working in the field, come at once and sit down to eat. But will you not rather say to him, prepare something for my supper and gird yourself and serve me till I have eaten and drunk and afterward you will eat and drink. And so this takes the context in terms of, again, I know we may feel like, oh, if someone is to do a job, then I should reward them or I should be rewarded for completing that job. But it actually says that, you know, if you have a servant and this was related to if a, if a servant worked in a farm, you know, tending to animals or sheep, whatever the case may be. Um, this is saying that you could, you may not tell that servant, hey, come in and have something to eat, but instead you be, because at the end of the, of the day, you do not have any food prepared at the moment. So what would you say? Because you have this servant who is to do what you tell him to do or her to do, then you say, hey, prepare something for me to eat. And so once I have eaten and drunk or, you know, drink whatever, then you are to eat and drink. And this is taking the, the notion of you have ownership or whoever's in charge of the ownership of saying, you prepare something for me, then you can eat and then you can enjoy. But I need to be fed first and taken care of first. And as I, you know, thought about this, it made me really think about, okay, you know, God is that way to where God wants us to <clears throat> take care of him first because his word going back to uh, what is it? Matthew 6, verse 33, it says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And that just came to me as I thought about it. But it's basically saying that we are servants of God the Most High. And I'm taking a slightly different context from where I prepared, so forgive me, y'all. But anyway, got to be obedient. But as I thought about this, it made me think, okay, we are servants to God. And it's not saying that we don't have ownership to tell someone else what to do. But when we think about it, ultimately, God is in control. And again, going back to Matthew 6, 33, where it says, seek first the kingdom. And in this one, if God has called us, okay, his word, he has already commanded us to seek first. Okay, so this is where um, God is essentially consuming, if you will. He's consuming our worship, our praise. And then we get to consume once we have done what he has called us to do. Related to this scripture in 
in Luke 17, verse 7. And then the to, to put in into a different, uh, slightly different context, if we were in ownership, it basically says, okay, wouldn't you tell a servant or whoever, you know, if you have an assistant or someone to provide you with the service first before they can benefit? Because at the end of the day, it's their job. It's what they're required to do. And to really drive this home, when I thought about it, going to Matthew 6, 19, in the same um, same um, book that Matthew 6.33 is in. But it says in 19, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So as I thought about this, it made me think, okay, so if I'm not thinking so much about if I should get a reward for what I'm doing or what I'm called to do, because when you think about when you're at work, you may feel I should get rewarded for going, you know, over and above or, you know, doing this deed that should be an executive, you know, duty, but I'm actually doing it or. You may feel, oh, I'm, I'm doing somebody else's work and I, sh- I feel I should get compensated. And sometimes that may not rub you the right way. But when I thought about this in verse 19 of Matthew 6, it made me think about do not lay up for yourselves treasures, physical treasures. Sometimes we may think, oh, I should get some money or I should get a bonus or I should get this luxury reward that would really satisfy me. And God doesn't want us to have that mindset because he knows that this is temporary. What we have is is physical. Even what you have, the money, it can easily fade away. It it has a a limited physical expectancy, which means it's not going to last forever. It just gets old and even just, just fades in terms of its physical value. But God is calling us to really have the mindset of seeking those things that are higher, those things that cannot even be touched right now. But only when we really, you know, focus on the supernatural, only when we focus on those things that are high, you know, where God is, then we can really understand, okay, let me store treasures in heaven, you know, because that's going to be my eternal home. Because when you think about it, you wouldn't move, and I'm just going to try to make this plain as I can, you wouldn't move furniture or whatever into an apartment if you knew that that was not your permanent home. Just think about that. Now, would you move a king-size bed in a studio apartment and then a queen-size bed, okay, a sectional, 65-inch TV and other furniture, you wouldn't move that in there if you knew that that was not going to be your permanent home. And so that means that if you know that that's not your permanent home, you are going to switch that mindset. You are going to say, okay, I'm not moving here because this space is it's not big enough, okay? But the, the place that I'm going, 
I know that that's going to be big enough. So let me not focus on trying to get things here or, you know, trying to get what I can, but let me really focus on what's more important. And when I think about this scripture in Luke 17, verse 6, you know, that it talks about, you know, when you have a servant, would you not tell him to do the service for you and then he can benefit? And then going back to Matthew 6, verse 33, saying, seek first the kingdom of God. And when you think about those two scriptures, like I said, to me, it just came to my mind, but there is a correlation. And what it means is we have to we have to serve God first. So where it talks about the servant, we are the servants. We serve God first because his word says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things shall be added. Now, Forgive me for holding up uh, my phone, uh, my secondary phone, but I have to use this so that way I can make sure that I'm not looking crazy. But um, anyway, uh, we have to really seek first God because at the end of the day, when we don't seek him or really understand, you know, what does God want me to do? Then you could be doing a lot of things for the enemy. And you may think that it's from God, but it could actually be from the enemy, but it could just be disguised as from God. And so it's important that you are seeking the things that God has called you to do, not walking in disobedience because delayed or delayed obedience or any type of disobedience equals disobedience. So you don't want to be on that side. You want to make sure that your ways are lining up. You want to make sure that when it comes to serving, when it comes to doing what we are called to do. You don't get caught up with what you see someone else doing. You may say, well, this person gets this type of reward for doing it, but when I do it, I don't get nothing. And God has called us, again, going back to Matthew 6, verse 19, it calls us, don't lay up treasures in heaven. A lot of people want to benefit from money, from possessions, and even get a temporary reward and I want to say, I think in this same scripture, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I think in this same book, if not Matthew, it talks about when you try to lay up a reward or you um, act, essentially act like the Pharisees who were essentially hypocrites. But when you essentially act like the Pharisees, who want to do things for show or want to get reward for everything. The Bible says that truly I tell you, they will have their reward in full. But what it says is that they won't get that eternal reward, the reward that is so much greater than what you get on earth. So I hope that, you know, these scriptures and just even um, just some of what I shared inspires you, helps you to really, really see things from a, a different perspective. It, you know, if you felt like, man, I've just been having this spirit of where I haven't really been fully compensated for what I've been doing, I want you to know that you're not alone. I've had that um, feeling at times, but I also realized that, you know, I serve a God who he doesn't sleep, he doesn't slumber, and he doesn't forget. The last time I checked, he does not have amnesia. He does not have to have an alarm clock wake him up. So he remembers everything, quite frankly. He's he's omniscient. He's everywhere. He's all-knowing. He's, he's all-powerful. And so when I think about that, 
I realized that, okay, God, you see everything. So you have a record book. You don't even need a QuickBook in your system because you are the record keeper and you can track everything that is done. And when we think about that, that should give us hope. It should give us a lot more faith in just the things that we're doing because we know that, hey, what I'm doing, it is not in vain, okay? So I want you to know that if you are serving God with all your heart and you are just giving him your best, then it is not in vain that with that which you are doing. But I do want you to know that it's important to not get caught up if you don't get the type of reward that you feel that you should get, okay? Because God calls us to store up treasures in heaven, not treasures on earth that can you know, get wroth, I mean, moth or dusty or even mold, etc. You want to be able to store up treasures that are just pure. No rust at all. It's just fine, pristine. Can't even notice a, a, a stain or a scratch on it. It's just clear all day. So, again, I hope this inspires you. And, um, again, I, I want to be able to bring some encouragement. So, if you found this helpful, encouraging to you, uh, make sure you share, like, comment, even share with someone that you know could benefit from this. Again, I didn't want to uh, make this too long, but just wanted to share some quick thoughts, you know, as I was reading through this uh, chapter in Luke or through this section in Luke, and it just really caught my attention. I just wanted to share some thoughts with you, and I hope that these can really help you with whatever you're dealing with through this week. Even if you're having a great week, I hope that you could learn something from this. Um, and if there was something that you learned from it and would like to share, feel free. I'm always in the mode of wanting to learn. So please, um, I definitely would appreciate your feedback. But until next time, um, Jerry Thomas, and again, we will be live hopefully next Thursday. If not, then I'll still have something planned for you. But I hope that you enjoyed this episode and I will see you later next time.